Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome to Breaking Camp. Uh, So glad that you're here today. Um... So today is is kind of cool. Here we're sitting in the regular studio in the shop, BCP headquarters. BCP headquarters. Um, we've got a, a little more situation going on today. So we've got uh, we've got a, a sick chicken with us today, and this is Hattie is with us, and and she's in the hospital. Um, she is almost well. She probably is ten because when we got her, she was probably a few weeks old. So okay. she's ten. That's an that old is unheard chicken. of. There's got to be a record in there for that. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that if we could chalk that up to our farming or it's just a good breed. You know, I don't know. She's a I don't know. Plymouth Barred Rock, I think, is her breed. But wow, anyway. I you know one of my favorite things to do in the springtime mm-hmm. is go to Coastal or Wilco Farms mm-hmm. yeah. and go and see all the baby chicks and the baby ducks and the baby geese. It's, it's so fun. You can't touch them though. No, you're not supposed to. But, um, but dude, the baby ducks are literally the cutest. Yeah. I wish we could have duck. We could have ducks out here, but they're so messy. Oh, are they? Yeah. My mom had a duck grown up, yeah. pet duck. They're so cute. I love them. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, okay, so, so we so got that. The, so she's down hospital. here. Her name's Hattie. And then Amy, my wife, is down here. How you doing, Amy? I'm good. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for coming down. Well, you know. It's a long walk from the house <laughs> to the headquarters. In quarantine, you need to get out and do something. So this was as good as, as nothing. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's down here. Uh, she was taking some photos, a little bit, bit of video for us today. And so I'm like, hey, let's just plug in a microphone for a few minutes. Let her join the show. Plus, um, got a story to start off with. And she was there. And so I figured if, for whatever reason, she wants to interject, correct anything, Mm. Um, you know, I tend to tell stories from my perspective. Yeah. It's live fact checking. Yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little like. Good. Cause I saw this story here in the notes and I'm mm-hmm. like, why don't we just start with this? I don't want to know anything about it, but I want you to talk about it. Okay. Real time. And then, then we'll get into it. We're going to have a interest. At least it's interesting to me topic to discuss today. It is. We'll see. I think it's, it can be valuable or informational to folks. It's, uh safety related which can cause your eyes to glaze over a little bit but i appreciate <laughs> don't say that word they'll, they'll ap- check out i appreciate that Hang you are us. letting us talk about it. it's going to be great because i think that it's for any of us that go outdoors yeah. um spend time in places where our phones don't work off of the paved routes mm-hmm. where there is no support um winter time adverse weather conditions road conditions all that sort of stuff vehicle making sure our vehicles are ready to go yep. to get us where we want to go so that we can enjoy time Outside, whether that's camping, fishing, whatever it might be. But let's get there. Okay. And then let's get home. Exactly. You know, right. That's, right. that's a big part of it. It is nice to get home. So tell me, tell me, a st- what's the story? So I see, I oh, see Gorge, Nico. Yeah. Chains. We were, my friend Nico came uh, and visited from Hood River, or from Hood River. <laughs> Good Lord. He came from Ecuador to visit us over the Christmas holidays. And um, so while we were here, last he came a few years back, and we had done some different things. So we're like, let's show him a new area. Let's drive out the gorge. I had mm. um, a bad ankle at the time, so like skiing and all that was out. Um, so anyway, we drive out the gorge. We all pile into the SUV. That's the family rig that we take everywhere because my truck isn't very comfortable for everybody. Um, and so we take him to, what's it called? Crown? Crown Point. The Crown Vista Point. House, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys catch it at sunrise? No. No. It was, we were still sleeping then. It was vacation. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like 11. Yeah. I think it was around there. Oh, good. But it was one of those gorge days in the winter that is unreal. Like crystal clear, mm. sunny skies, mm-hmm. and it was so windy. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have never been... At the gorge when it's this windy, um, well, that's, that's saying a lot. Yeah, it well, was well not out at the Vista Point, you know, yeah. sticking out on the edge of the. I guess that's true. We were up. We were really yeah. like exposed. Yeah, <laughs> dude, to the point where I'm. Ex- I know it's windy because I'm sitting. There, I'm in there, right? And then a gust would come, and it would literally blow you sideways when mm. you're just walking. 
Sure. And so it was really, really. The best comment was Nico. He said, I was so excited and I wanted to smile and take it all in, but I was drowning in the air. Yeah. (laughs) Because the wind was. I can't breathe. Every time he opened his mouth, it would. (laughs) It was good. So was, we just literally laughed for like 10 minutes and then ran back to the car. It was it was a little ridiculous. A cool place to see. It yeah, was. it's a cool place to take people. Uh-huh. We um, got hilarious pictures of like cuz Nico loves his hair and it needs to be perfect and everything and it was just a mess. And so <laughs> we had a lot of awesome pictures. So anyway, we follow us on social media and you might see some. <laughs> Maybe photos. I'll post a picture. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, we should throw a couple up because he is he has some funny ones where his scarf's going everywhere and it's hilarious. Okay, so you guys are like, well, let's just go let's just go out. Let's show yeah. the terrain. You can't yeah. walk around or hike. So you're like, let's do it. Yeah, drive. the plan was Vista House and Multnomah Falls. Yeah, oh. Okay. A couple of Yeah, our, that was the you know, the destination. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we did. We did that and then Went to Multnomah Falls and it was awesome. And of course, we just walked up to the base, stood there, took a few pictures. Like, wow, that's big. Yeah. And then we left. So we get back to the car, and you know, like I said, it was in now. It's about eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, something like that. It's like, hey, let's let's figure out food and and because um, you know we're all about Nico. Where do you want to eat? What are the places you need to eat while you're here and everything? Because he has some favorites and and um, so anyway, we decide to go to Hood River and um look for a little bit of food uh and just you know show them that place and and so we go okay there's a restaurant we might be able to eat we might not i don't know anyway so we decide to go down there we went to freem and we just grabbed a quick like beer to go like you can those sell you a bottle and go out to the the columbia river so now we've seen it from above we've seen it down close and it's just i mean that's a big river if you've if you're not from here, the Columbia River is kind of yeah, kind of cool to see, you know. Um, and then the discussion is, okay, let should we go home the way we came, or see the same thing we already saw? Exactly. This is when road yeah. trip life kicks in to oh. big time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, there's more than different. just point to point here. Yeah. Because when you're that far away, you got options. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, you were the good. one that said, "Well, do we want to go this way or do we want to go over Mount Hood?" And I'm thinking. Why would we not just go back? It's the fastest way. <laughs> you know, we never go the fastest way when I'm driving. But when Amy's driving, it is a phenomenon. It, whether it's on purpose or like some like trigger in her mind subconscious, she will choose the longest or slowest way because she wants to see the cool things. Yeah. You got to insert you. Yeah. Choose the prettiest, the most prettiest. enjoyable. Yeah. She says, the, I'm the same in way. In her I... brain, your brain says what? I say, I have to drive back home no matter what. And I will pay an extra 20 minutes to take in a new view, see something different. Yeah. Me and I'm and like, me too. Same I way hear, all the time. I, I want to go the route. slowest way mm-hmm. and take forever. All Bryce hears is we're going the slowest way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> time is precious. We only have Nico here for a few more days. We better get places, right? Mm. Let's, let's get there. Okay. So anyway, we decided to drive over Mount Hood. So as we're getting back in the car, um, I say... I look at AIM because it's not my car, right? It's her car. Oh. I say, hey, um, are the chains in? And you said what? Uh, I said they're in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you get you get a maybe a them. B minus here because you have chains. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I even know how to put them on. Yeah. Ah. So we've we've forgotten the chains. Okay. Um, and and then so that's one thing, right? <clears throat> and then we have a decision to make. Okay, and we did kind of talk about because we're like, all right, hmm, look at the, and we got on, I looked at the the, ca- the cameras, we looked at the road, the trip check cameras, and to see what the roads were like. Because yeah. I was like, I really, really don't want to get like, no, I'm not worried about getting stuck. Yeah, I don't want to get pulled over, and saying, hey, you have to have chains from this point forward, or turn around, hmm. or just get pulled over and be like, you're you crashed into the side of the bank, and I'm going to give you a ticket because you did you ignored all of us yeah. saying you needed to have traction tires or, or chains. So it's not necessarily a capability of the vehicle or the no. driver. Right. It's the rules and the regulations. Right. And Which is so not like him. It's weird. But Those he's also looking for any excuse to, to just get, take the fastest uh-huh. way home. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't want to get stuck in traffic and by all the other oh, drivers yeah, who are unprepared. Okay. I don't okay. want to put chains on the car. Yeah, <laughs> like, That's another does. thing because she can put chains on. Guess what though? She won't. I will have to. Oh, But she knows how. She knows how. Yeah. And she'll be like, I already know how. You should try. 
<laughs> well, but, you know how to do it too. Why don't you prove it? Exactly. <laughs> prove it. You do one, I'll do one. <laughs> so anyway. So you were checking the checking the cameras. So, so you we, can go yep. to ODOT's tripcheck.com. Yep. It has yep. great cameras. Yep. Yeah. And we and made an educated guess. Hey, it looks like it'll be fine. Let's just go ahead and do it. I saw black yeah. in every camera mm. on yeah. the road. Which also. could be black eyes. No, it wasn't that cold. But yeah. the, it wasn't it wasn't cold enough. But it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You got moisture on yeah, the surface. You're on a mountain. Yeah. Weather can change in a minute. Yeah. So anyway, that was the story. And it was just funny because like great day, right? And we got to that point and it was like, oh, we forgot a an important thing mm. just to assure that we could safely get where we want to go. So that's not the entire story. So you head up over the mountain. How'd it go? So it's beautiful, it and we made it. It, and was, it was fine. fine. It was yeah. fine. Yeah, you it was. We play in the snow and have a snowball fight. We yeah. stopped yeah. at a. Oh yeah, we went to. We stopped at Tollbridge. Tollbridge Park in yeah. Parkdale. Yeah, yeah. and it it's turned awesome. out it's great. It's fine. I, I love that because most always, most of the time, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what percentage you know, but like most of the time, it's all going to be fine. I've done it before. Every time, it's fine before. Why won't it be fine this time? But sometimes. It's not fine. Exactly. And that's why people have friends like Aaron Bremen. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll talk about yeah. that. I mean, I have yeah. my own personal uh, strategies for how I go about preparation, but as I've also seen a lot through Search and Rescue what can happen when people aren't necessarily prepared. Does it happen every time? No. But like mm-hmm. those rare instances, it can turn devastating pretty quickly. Yeah, so. exactly. Or just a major inconvenience. That's And that's more of my perspective. It's like... Um, I don't want to break something on yeah. the car. I don't want to have to replace a fender because we slid into a snowbank. Yeah. Or, you know, that to me is the major buzzkill in life. It's like when perfectly good things break mm. because of my stupidity or something I overlooked, that irks me. Mm. And so it's like, it's going to cost me money. It's going to cost me time. And I could have avoided it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, maybe that's my six wing rearing its head in a yeah. very rare moment. Yeah. But I don't know. So, anyway, that is the story. But um, we'll talk about um, preparation and all that uh, after we do this. But let's let's go to Camp Coffee really quick. Cool. Oh man, what are you, what are you doing over there, this dude? Is, this this looks fancy. Die. <laughs> The I mean, word the word is bougie. Bougie. Uh-huh. And um, today our camp coffee is dialed up. Okay. Dialed so, up more than like uh, one of those old blue percolators with some Yubon? Yes. Wow. Exactly. By the way, I watched a um, I watched a history or no it's on History Channel, but it's like uh, Modern Marvels or how they make it or whatever. Yeah. And it was about coffee. And they talked about all kinds of interesting things about U-Ban and all these things. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, we probably should So you got new We respect. probably should watch that. <laughs> okay. Well, I was at an estate barn sale the other day. I yeah. don't know if I sent you the picture. We'll put it up on Instagram. Yeah. But the barn had U-Ban cans everywhere. Oh, my god! And they were full of screws or nuts. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, it's you, you don't get usability like that these days. No. You get some plastic. We throw it away. It goes in the ocean. Kills our fish. Yes, you're right. Exactly. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> Actually, you know, 1960s, 70s. But. Totally. So what? tell us about what you're doing here. What This is right. taking a long time. So, a what? I mean, I, maybe not. I'm in no rush. So, to, okay. I am brewing our coffee today in uh, a Chemex. Okay, and if okay. You, for all y'all that you, most of you listeners probably already know what a Chemex is, but all it's right. a big, you know, uh, beaker looking thing. I, um, see, I did not know how to spell it, and I didn't know what it looked like. I'd heard fancy people talk about it, so oh. I'd just like to say, if you don't know what it is, you can Google it. It's C H E M E X Chemex. Yep, looks like a some like a beaker or something from science class. Yes, exactly. And then the top of the beaker, instead of having a tiny neck, goes back out into a cone shape so that you can drop your filter in the top and then just pour over it so it's pour over style and then of course i have this fancy teapot looking thing with a very very curved spout yeah i don't know why that's like that but it makes me feel kind of better than you okay a little bit probably so they can charge a few more dollars yeah yeah i mean nobody would pay whatever that costs for just a straight spout that is fancy. No, no, you have to curve it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is essentially a pour over. Is Chemex? Yeah. It's Chemex is a brand that makes yeah. this glass beaker. Yeah. 
deal. Okay, is this new? Did you just get this? Or So a friend of mine, um, his name is Trevor. Um, Shout out to Trevor. Yeah, dude, Trevor, he came through. So he, he started a business recently um, and was making a couple mugs for fun. And um, he's like, hey, shouts out, hey, can I have your logo? I'm working on a little project. And so I was like, okay, whatever, sure. So I sent it to him. Well, he shows up the other day. With a couple mugs for you and me. Oh, that's And awesome. it says breaking camp, and then he put our names on the back of them. And so it's really cool. And um, and he's like, Look, it's no big deal, but I just wanted to you know, support you guys. Those and are so great. See, at first I fun. thought it was a left-handed mug. Why? Because, oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's I wanted to look at the logo, but you're saying it's a right-handed mug so yeah. that other people can see the logo. Exactly. That's just based on your perspective. Yeah. So, um, so then the coffee that we're drinking, so he gives me this Chemex. He's like, do you want this? We never use it. We use our espresso machine. I'm like, yeah, these things are expensive, right? Yeah. So absolutely. I'm like, I want to at least try it. So he gives it to me and along with this real fancy, um, coffee pot or a little water pot. Tea kettle. Tea kettle. And, um, so I think I'm about there. Um, so, 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 so there's a couple things that are important with mm -hmm. the, the water temp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a degree number we were at, or how did... That's debatable. Some people like 185 and all the way up to about 200. So I don't know hmm. <laughs> exactly what my favorite is. What do you think we is. were... You like to I think just we below were, a boil. Yeah. Just, I go to a boil usually, and so then So if the water the time, gets to boiling, yeah. you got to toss that pot and get some new water. Yeah. Because you missed it. You missed it. Okay. You just ruined it. Okay. Yeah. So we got a good temp. We got some water. Yeah. And, um, and then my brother-in-law, Ryan for Christmas, bought his wife a coffee roaster. Mm. It's awesome. So he brings it over the other day when we did uh, Christmas. And we kind of had to delay our Christmas and everything. And so this was just uh, like a week ago or so. And we roasted this coffee from green beans to... Coffee not, comes from green beans? From green beans. Yeah, just go buy a Winco oh, wow. and throw them in like a... Do you and need a do popcorn you, popper? Do you need fresh or <laughs> yeah. like canned? Frozen works. It's Frozen just not, works. it's like more like you man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we got green bean coffee. This is interesting. We should try that so sometime. He, let's make coffee with green from beans. Green beans. But let's do it around lunchtime tea. in case it turns out kind of like soup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he brings his beans, we roast them, and then we made this coffee. And it was so good. I was expecting it to be like homemade tasting, and he was too. Like they've roasted a bunch since they got it, but um, dude, the little machine is awesome. It's like a very high tech popcorn popper. You know, it's just huh. it's like it's the same shape. It's the same kind of idea. You pour them in there, and they sort of spin around, or air like blows up oh, through yeah. the bottom. Okay, and um, but you can dial in like certain temperatures and all this kind of stuff. But essentially, it's just a yeah, just a popcorn popper. But yeah, so these are Colombian. Uh, beans that were so we're drinking Colombian coffee. Do you have a cup? Um, it's about done. No, you don't have a cup. You're gonna drink out of the brick. No, I, camp I can one. get one. Hold on one second. Tell tell us a story. A story. Why don't we just push pause? Well, that was now, even though listeners didn't get to hear that story, that was a good one. That's an off air story. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna pour now. We're gonna pour our coffee now. All right. So, all right, here, let's give you. Let me pour in this. Man, you, you got a, a cute little cup. Thank you. The best thing about that cup is it's got a beaner on it, and so it just clips onto whatever. Clips oh. in the camper, clips on my backpack. Yeah. It's kind of my go-to cup. Actually, it holds about the same as mine. Does it? Yeah. Okay, here you go. Okay, do you want to just... You can just go over here. All right. We're going to sit it right there. I'm coming around. Coming all the way around. Okay, so cam so what did people do... Before they had fancy roasting machines and they had fancy uh, pour over things, like how do people drink their coffee? Well, they had substandard coffee. Oh, let's I just see. call it out, right? They just called it the best cup of coffee. It's like in the movie Elf, dude. Where they're like, okay, it's the best cup, but it's seriously so though, cup of from the coffee show, that is what they were talking about. Like it, it used to be a percolator, and they were talking. These are coffee folks in the industry that are like mm -hmm. essentially they were destroying the coffee yeah and and they were um they also there's like two kinds of coffee beans there's arabica and what's the other one um decaf de no that's a process uh breakfast blend it's like, there's a different thing but the beans don't taste as good so oh. arabica coffee they found is is better or whatever anyway okay 
But the the like earlier coffees were made from this garbage. So that's like what the lady was making when you would go to camp. Yeah. And she was grinding the coffee at 4.30 in the morning. She, yeah. That's what she's grinding. Crappy yeah. coffee. That's right. Okay. Okay, let's taste this stuff. Let's see. Colombian. What uh, about the nose? Do, I'm you, a... do you smell anything? I mean, this is your blend, so you can come up with... <sighs> I mean... It smells kind of woody. A little, yeah, I was going to say earthy. And then I also learned from the show, oh, you really have smooth. to do a loud sip. The louder, the better. The like, louder, the better. For the listeners, more ASMR with mm. Bryce. It's good, it's smooth. It doesn't have that bitterness or that burntness that right? times that. It is so good. That Moon Dollars is what we'll call them. Moon Dollars the Coffee Shop. They're on all the corners. Oh. <laughs> but we, we don't want to say their name in case oh. they ever want to sponsor. I see what you're Moon saying. Dollars. Yeah. We could say it in Pig Latin. What what is that? I'd say Arste Ux Bay. There you go. We'll say that. Either of those work. <laughs> so we'll take their sponsorship dollars. Still. But dude, mm. the fact that this came from my kitchen, from beans that were green, and then like thirty minutes later we were drinking this. That's I, amazing. I was blown away. So I'm I, like, I have to share this on Breaking Camp. This is great. I think our listeners are going to be able to be like, you know, I can do that at home. They go to the store. They get yeah. some green beans. They might have, maybe they don't have this fancy roaster. They can try their popcorn popper. And then they might not have this Chemex, but if they have some old beakers from science class. Yeah. And let us know. You Dude. know, tag us in a photo. And let's be honest. The Chemex is just a pour over holder right <laughs> i mean it's awesome it looks really cool it's cool but anybody with a pour over um it can do the same and uh there's arguments of why pour overs are better because yeah. it touches the coffee for a you know the shortest amount of time and water on your bean yeah so you know you want it to get on there extract and leave as yeah. fast as possible well i would i was telling you about i've been using the pour over my camp pour over a little bit more yeah uh, yesterday, actually, I guess yesterday, Tuesday, yeah. whenever, whenever the power was out, the big storm, uh, we had power outage for about 48 hours. And so I was making my coffee mm-hmm. on my backpacking stove in a little pot and doing so my camp good. pour over. It's pretty good. You have come leaps and I know. I Who are you bean even? I'm a podcaster now. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You got to live up to a certain sort of. I mean, you have, you're, we could call you an influencer, you, you know, even in the making, like you're, you're getting there. I'm trying to think of a word that combines amateur influencer. Inflammateur? Inflam. <laughs> it sounds I sounds just, rude. Yeah. Just prideful. <laughs> All oh, right, cool. So well, that's go. awesome. Oh, I'm yelling in my mic. Didn't that's mean to. Good cup of coffee. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank who we think Trevor. Trevor, thank you, Trevor, for, for the, the mugs. mugs. That's super cool, and the Chemex and the and the just the bouge. He yeah. gave me all the bouge. That's awesome. I should get him my address in case he's got some other neat stuff. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna enjoy this coffee here. That's a good green this bean. <laughs> green bean coffee. I'm gonna have to try that next time I'm at the store, or maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll do it artisan style, like next year at the farmer's market. I'll pick up some fresh green beans <laughs> yeah. and roast those. No, you should grow your own. Oh, Farm to table. Farm is, to table I to I could label cup. it that and then give it out as Christmas and gifts. And then it's like, what is this swill that Aaron is giving me? He's like, <laughs> it's it, green bean coffee. <laughs> some Bryce people call it, it was... soup. <laughs> Like, I, this would be really good with onions, maybe some garlic, some chicken stock. Yeah. You know? Mm. Okay. So, so, but the, yeah, that's a really good cup of coffee. It's smooth. It's fun. It's mild. It's light. Yeah. It's I a just, light roast. It's just tasty to me. Yeah. I, I like it. So, I was just pleasantly surprised. So. so, well, that was cool that Amy joined us. Yeah. She's yeah, always fun, fun to have her in here. Uh, but we got to, we got to talk about this a little bit. So I know we've kind of planned an episode. I've been wanting to talk about safety for a while. And mm-hmm. the story I thought was a perfect opportunity okay. for me to just kind of break down where this safety, uh, preparation and recognition comes from. Okay. First of all, so do you remember in, it was probably... Oh six, oh seven, oh eight, maybe oh eight. We had a massive snowstorm here mm-hmm. in the metro, and it like snowed a bunch, and then it iced, yeah, and then it stuck, and it mm-hmm. was like here for I don't know, for us a long time, like yeah. five days or something. Right. 
So I was living in a house with a bunch of dudes, and it was a it was a good time for us to just like it was a, it was a nice pause from life. Like you don't have to go to work, dude. Totally. But also after a period of time, I just had a little Scion car uh, hatchback sort of a thing. At that point, like at a certain point, I was like, uh, I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck in my neighborhood. I can walk somewhere, sure, but like I yeah. can't go. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like. You know, I don't want to be stuck in this position again. So next time I buy a vehicle, it's going to be capable to go wherever I want it to go. But also, I don't want to be stuck at home in a a little bit of snow. So it's going to all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, whatever. Right. And and get some decent tires so that I'm able to do it. So so that's kind of a start of it. You know, ensuring that you have a adequate vehicle for where you plan to go. Yep. We talk about, I do some classes around uh, navigation and trip planning at the college I teach at. And one of the things is looking at the different types of roads mm-hmm. on a map mm-hmm. to plan your trip, right? Because you're planning not only mm-hmm. time it's going to take you, like a, a, a primary highway in red is going to travel faster oh, right. than a dotted, dashed, four-wheel <clears throat> drive road. It's also totally. going to dictate like things like, which vehicle do we take? Do I take my little Prius or does my buddy take his SUV? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we do? What do, we do? So it's, it's practical in that regard. But that's mm-hmm. where it started with me. It's being stuck at home for an extended period and said, I'm not going to, yeah. next vehicle is going to be capable. So I don't know how many years later, I probably bought my truck in whatever, 2010 or something. So mm-hmm. I've had that thing a long time, but it was just, it was a second vehicle. It would be what I would take mm-hmm. to go fishing, to go camping. So it's still got decently low miles. Now it has the camper on it. So I got the truck and now I have a Forester. When I, a couple of years ago, oh, yeah, right. I sold the Scion because it was getting up there in miles. And <clears> I was like, I'm going to buy an old Forester and make it a little bit more capable. It gives me some room in there. It's kind of a small SUV. Mm-hmm. Carry plenty of gear, but it allows me to go anywhere. So whether that's snow or whether I want to go to a forest road, mm. you know, I'm good to go. So that's kind of where it started. So mm-hmm. it starts with, for me, having a capable vehicle. Okay. So many times you go up on the mountain, what happens is somebody in a minivan waits to chain up too late. <laughs> or somebody has bald tires and they're stuck in, you know, everyone's fine while we're moving. Yeah. But as soon as the road stops... People can't gain any traction if exactly. it's not if it's not been sanded or anything like yep. that. So, making sure that we have an adequate uh, vehicle is important. Pre-trip planning. Amy talked about it a little bit. Tre- checking trip check. Mm-hmm. We do that a lot. Corey and I are always checking the cameras to see. You know, What's you can see like? road conditions. You can see yeah. what weather is, uh, what temperatures are, and then pairing that with some uh, f- weather forecasting is going to be. You know, are, are you always, is it always going to be a, th- a factor? No. But I'd rather know about it when I'm doing my planning and my preparation than get somewhere and be surprised and yeah. be prepared. Right. So that's kind of what I do, uh, you know, to get going. And then and then other things might be, what are some permits and passes? I'm always circling it back to permits and passes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this time of year you need a snowpark pass, right? Yes. So you don't want to plan an activity, get your snowshoes, get your friends, get up there and yes. be like, oh, crud. We didn't pay the five dollars to get a pass, and now I end up with a seventy-five dollar ticket. And I was, I was just gonna say that it's not like you're gonna, it's gonna ruin your day in that you won't be able to continue on with your day, but you will get a ticket if you get caught. Yeah, which sucks. You know, sometimes like you were, we were talking a little bit, and it's like um, depending on your approach, that might be something that just is in your brain tickling, mm-hmm. like, and you can't put it to sleep because you're like, what if we get a ticket? Yeah. And, and so it kind of takes away a little bit. And the way I go about that is when it comes, whatever permit pass season it is, whether it's my fishing yeah. license, whether it's a Northwest Forest Pass, whether it's a snowpark pass, yeah. I just get those things and they live in the rigs. Right. And then I know I'm good to go. It's like, it's one less thing for me to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Except when I take a different vehicle or loan it to somebody and then I'm like, where is it? But, <laughs> you know, that's another thing. Yeah. I would rather invest that little bit of money than have the... Uh, the inclination that, oh, this might not be good. I might get a ticket, you know? <laughs> so you might just look at those sorts of things. So let's talk specifically about, okay, do you have any questions for me yet? No. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to start with what's always in my vehicle? Well, or do you want me to start with winter specific? I do I have, actually, I do have a question. Okay. And are you, like, give 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 me and the listeners kind of an approach here. Is this a I want to get home safe plan or is this a I want every possible inc- you know thing that could happen to be mitigated by the things I brought. I want to avoid the the feeling when something potentially goes wrong mm-hmm. 
that like I failed in my preparation and this is my fault. Okay. Right. So like I'm like All right. an example might be. Oh, here's an example. <clears throat> so uh, we were up in Trout Lake a couple around Thanksgiving time, and we wanted to go up and go snowshoeing. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. my buddy's driving his. He's got a Tacoma, and we're driving Coors Subaru. Capable vehicles. We got snowflakes. We're good to go, right? But you get up outside of, yeah. out of the beaten path a little bit. You get into, not maybe it hasn't snowed recently, so you get into yeah. thick snow cone ice, ice and snow. But it's deeper, yeah. right? And yeah. so, you can get off of the road tracks pretty quickly into mm-hmm. uh, a, like a side road a, or a forest service. Road. Yeah, and you get off off of the road, and you just get stuck. You can't do anything except yeah. for you know push your way out or pull your way out or traction your way out, mm-hmm. and so. I was thinking I'm before, as we're going up I'm thinking this is getting deeper <clears throat> we're not in the truck with a whole lot of clearance yeah but like what happens if something goes wrong so I, I okay. pull over and I ask my buddy I'm like do you have a tow strap or I think I asked a tow strap or a shovel just give me a couple of tools yeah and I can figure something out right right but we didn't have a tow strap we didn't have a shovel we didn't we don't have chains for that vehicle because okay. it's all we're driving it's not going any place we're gonna need chains yeah um no cat litter, you know, no max tracks, cat no litter? nothing. Cat litter, just the same way that you can put cat litter down. Well, this oh. is something that I carry in the wintertime in my vehicle. It's just a bag of cat litter. Because if someone, if it gets really icy, you can gain some traction through some cat litter. Hmm. So cat litter, max tracks, all those sort of traction devices. Gotcha. You can use, oftentimes you'll see people use floor mats for traction. Right? Mm-hmm. You I've pull seen those that. Out. Usually they just shoot back out the yeah, the you got to be side. careful. Don't stand behind them. <laughs> yeah, but give me some tool. Like, do I have gotcha. some way to mitigate this here? But so, we had nothing, so I was like, I'm probably. Yeah. I don't feel safe and comfortable continuing on. Yeah, let's just go here, and okay. we were good. But okay. it'll it it limited the opportunities that we could go experience and adventure in mm-hmm. because we didn't have some basic equipment. All right, I think I get where you're coming from. Um, so, in my, if you were. My my situation was had the vehicle had the capability, um, didn't have the basic just the basic equipment yeah. I needed chains, chains right, but I also I mean we had coats and everything but we didn't have blankets and we didn't have anything else yeah. so so go ahead and get, run me through so do we want to start with the always in my vehicle <clears throat> yeah so I would say always it's year round and mm-hmm. then specifically I'd, i think talking about winter would be better yeah let's do that let's okay. start with always what i always what i try and keep in my vehicles all the time just mm-hmm. to feel comfortable and safe should something happen or another i was thinking about this on the way over here another reason i'm carrying a lot of this stuff is not necessarily for myself yeah but it's for others right like if i come across somebody who's in a snowbank or off the road mm-hmm. i want to be able to help them so I want to yeah. have a little bit of equipment. So it's not just for me, yeah. uh, but for other people as well. Because I, I'm not nece- like you. I'm not necessarily concerned with my ability to drive or sure. how I'm, my vehicle is going to perform. But I know the reality of what's out there when you go out in adverse yes. road conditions. Yes. And I want the ability to serve and help other people. So mm, that's cool. I like doing that. And it's also, you know, I carry fuel. <clears throat> I used to carry fuel in my truck before I threw the camper on it. Uh-huh. I'm getting a box fab to have it on the outside. I never used that fuel for me, but there were multiple times where I would pull over and ask people stuck on the side of the road, like, hey, you okay? Do you need me to jump start or a pull or something? And they're like, oh, I'm just out of gas. I'm like, okay, well, I can give you a gallon or two. Wow. Get you going. So that's not for me. You are literally that's the good other Samaritan. People. Well, like, that is. Where were you when I was at Mount Hood with no chains? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what weekend that was, but I was probably up there too. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think you were. I think we yeah. drove past where you were. You probably drove by us. <clears throat> so, Always in my vehicle. So I just kind of started a list of some general things. So we'll All see right. if this sparks anything in you or maybe things I don't have. So gloves. Always have gloves. I usually do. You know, that's a this standard a- thing. You can tuck those away and they're mm-hmm. hidden pretty well. So you yeah. take that initial initiative that's like, sure. oh, gloves, buy them when they're on sale, yeah. Costco, six-pack or whatever, put them in the rigs, done with. Yep. And then it's not a thing I have to be like. Do I put the do I did I put the gloves Which in? Gloves do, I want? do I have yeah. a flashlight in there? So another thing is a flashlight. Yep, I right. always have flashlights in there for myself if I need to put on change change a tire or if I need to direct traffic. You know, oftentimes like something will be going on. Yeah, and I try to design my life so that I'm not in a rush where I need to go. Sure. So that if something like come across something like that, I can stop and help direct traffic. Okay, that's probably the most frequent one. So I'll use the flashlight. Direct traffic. Sure. 
Okay, so we got that. Food, water, uh, blankets. So I just have an old blanket that I keep in a bin in my truck or in my car. Uh, food. Here's, here's the deal with food, though. Yeah. <laughs> like my survival food that I have in my 10 essentials kit or yeah. my backpack and stuff, it's extra food. It's not food that is so alluring to me that I'm going to want to eat it <laughs> and then I got to replace it. So it's sufficient food. You know, this yeah. is probably also something that's more valuable if, if like listeners or people have children mm-hmm. because of the, the psychological effects of food. Yeah. You know, you're not going to die of starvation. It's going to take you three to four weeks, exactly. right? You're not dying. Exactly. But it's psychological. If you can warm up a little bit, you have something to yeah. drink, yeah. you have some food. Yes. But it's just old food that I have around. I would be interested <laughs> to see how expired it is. I don't mind eating old expired food. So it's just things that are calorically dense so and small I keep in, in kids. We don't want to get stranded together. Because we're going to be eating, like, five-year-old sardines. There was a period. Have you ever? Yes. <laughs> but those are still good, for the record. Well. Have you ever seen the, like, survival food that comes in, like, the uh, mm. vacuum-sealed tinfoil sort of container? And oh. And it's just, like, uh-huh. it's not food. I mean, it's just calories. Yes. It's like a block of tofu. or It's not tofu. It's, but it's, it's like it's, unfood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's survival food. And mm-hmm. so, like, you have one of those, just chuck it in there, yeah. you know, if I need it. I'm not going to need for that, the most part I'm not going to okay, need. Okay, so it. that I would I would say uh, again from a vehicle perspective I'm going you'll never get to that point. Not to not to say you shouldn't have it, right? Cuz yeah. you know, if if it's peace of mind it's peace of mind. But like you're thinking if I'm on a road, one thing I've found about is when I feel remote, I'm never as remote as I think I am. You know, and and it's like Am I going to starve to death to that point? Probably not. I would probably. It's more psychological. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's interesting. Okay. So it's beneficial in that regard. And I just got a couple of, what I tend to have is a couple of bars, maybe some Mm -hmm. peanuts or something, and, you know, a can of fish. So I got something. So it also gives me an activity that if something's going on, I can pause and eat. Water bottles. So I. I tend to not try to not use single use water bottles, but I find that Uh oftentimes people will try and be nice and give you one <laughs> right i don't drink them but i accept them and then they go into my vehicles so that's oh. that's my spare water okay. Okay. so i can give it to someone else if we need water we can feed the get water that give the dog some yeah. water yeah with it so i have water in there because cool. you, you dehydration is going to set in could i was going to say you die of that way before starvation yeah, yeah. yeah. rules um, of three right you know it's the three weeks for food three days for water three uh, hours for temperature mitigation, mm-hmm. like, um, like if you're cold, hot, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, three minutes or so without oxygen and air, you know. So three rule of minutes. three, that's an interesting. Maybe we'll link to a little video on that. So those are just a couple of things. So then okay. um, checks, not checks, but a check or two. I always leave a check or two in my vehicle kind of stashed. And the reason I do that is, is because a check. Like money. Yeah, money. Because I've find that I sometimes will end up at a campsite or somewhere where I need to pay. For example, this last couple of weeks, I was over at the Deschutes. We just camped <laughs> oh, with nobody. Wow. We were at, I, I had some business meetings over in Central Oregon, and so I just stayed in the camper, stayed on the Crooked River. Both times, nobody around. There's the little box, and I it costs $8. I didn't have the exact change for $8, but I had uh-huh. a check. So I just wrote out a check. You wrote a check. So I tend to keep that. That's I tend hilarious. to keep one in my wallet. One or two in each vehicle, so that if I need them, I got them. It just gives me a little bit margin. It doesn't become a thing of like, oh, I got to go over to the campsite next to me and see if they can break a twenty for four, three fives and five ones. I just, it's just one less thing to deal with. Let me ask you this: in the in the era that we are well into, and it just seems like it's finally catching up to the outdoor world mm-hmm. of everything being online for registration and payment. How would will would you gladly give up the checks if you know that you can go to a website like let's say you could um, you know say you're mopping mm-hmm. you drive three miles get some service pay pay through I mean know. I could but it's also an inconvenience of like I'm here I'm good now I have to go yeah 
and come back. Huh. I just, I don't. You can also write like a credit card number on those slips. I just don't oh, yeah, personally feel dicey. that that's the best practice <laughs> yeah. to be throwing credit card numbers out everywhere. Right. right. So it's just a small thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I go through so few checks. My checks are oh, yeah. from four addresses ago. <laughs> oh wow! But I have a. They used to be free. Now, yeah, yeah. Now you go and you got to yeah. pay twenty dollars. It doesn't matter. I know. You know if, as infrequently as I use checks, yeah. Nobody's checking my address. I was listening fine. to a podcast yesterday, and uh, one of the guys on the podcast is uh, a millennial, and he would say, "I'm a. F- I'm the guy." When you think of millennials, like, like that's me. Yeah. And um, and they were talking about checks specifically. And he's like, I mean, I've written checks, I write checks, but he goes, the only time I ever write checks is like for house payment, yeah, um, and that's it. And um, one of the other dudes was like, well, I've written them at the grocery store, <laughs> and I remember that, like when yeah. people would bust out their checkbook and you're behind them, they've got a whole cart full, mm-hmm. you, you have two items, and they get out a checkbook, yeah. and you're just like, no, get out of my. <laughs> like that you, that's why they invented the the eight items or less line yeah we ha- so we had uh, a couple weeks ago I was at a store here in town and as people were walking in they were like just so you know our credit card machines are down cash only <laughs> and you know fortunately I had some cash and so I was able to go in and buy what I wanted and I, as I was leaving I just as I was checking out I asked you know so do you guys accept checks in an instance like this mm. because I knowing that I have a check as mm-hmm. another option for payment. And she's like, no, we don't ever accept checks. So it, in that case, what? it didn't even work. They don't accept checks. The store does yeah, not. Yeah, the store doesn't accept checks. Can you say what the name I don't is? Wanna, or would you I don't want to call them out. Okay, so. okay, that's fine. But it was what? just, yeah. In a normal instance, I'm not going to try and write a check there. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, your credit card machine is down. Yeah, So exactly. that option's off the table. Right. Fortunately, I had cash in that instance. If I didn't have cash, like what is my backup plan? Yeah. What's my backup to my backup plan? And I that's would... the way my brain works in all this stuff, whether right. it's going to the store mm-hmm. or a safety sort of concern. That's interesting. But they didn't accept checks. That's one of those things where when businesses say it's cash only, I just am like, how are you even in business right now? Yeah. How are you alive? Because what? Cash only? Who, <laughs> you know, especially after this year, uh, this last year yeah. of like, it, now you pay with cash and you kind of get dirty looks almost sometimes. I was like, dude, don't give me that dirty stuff. They're like, we don't have any coin to give you back. <laughs> So would you like to just donate it to us? No, yeah. I want. No, my, I want you to give me I more. I want st- my change. <laughs> oh man, the thing you run into a lot these days is if you buy something and 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 maybe you get ten cents back or you get four cents back. Right. People will say, "Well, do you want your change?" Of course, I, yes, I want my change. But right. I think that people will place so little value on yeah. those small amounts and cash and coin. Mm-hmm. That I wonder if most people are like, nah, keep it. Keep it. They don't want it in their pocket. Like I want it in my pocket because it goes in my jar yeah. and I know that over time my jar is two hundred and seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. like why would I not want that? That's it's almost funny. like I'm I'm not offended when they ask me that question, but it gets me thinking of the psychology of other people mm-hmm. in their decision. Like because if everybody said yes I want my change, they wouldn't be asking. Mm-hmm. Right? So well and what's interesting is sorry it's we're rabbit trailing on a rabbit trail, but um, it, it, what I've noticed over this year as well is you pay, and now that you can't touch the square machine or the iPad you're paying on. Do um, you want me to put an X? Do you want to tip? <laughs> oh. They ask you, oh. did you want to include a tip? Or some of them will word it in a way that How makes much would you, you like your tip to I, be? Dude, That's I'm good serious. Sales. It is the most, it, it was an awkward thing, and I just had to make a decision. And, and I was basically saying, hey, I'm thankful that they're open. Mm-hmm. And so I will usually give them a tip. Because... And thankful that the people are taking the risk to yeah. work mm-hmm. you know, in this environment. And a lot of times the people that are working need yeah. to work. Yeah. So you appreciate that. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll give you a tip. And so I um, definitely, you know, paid more than my fair share for foods. And it's usually food or, or like coffee or something like yeah. that when, in those situations. But, um, but yeah, that's an awkward conversation now because you're like, I, it's a walk up window. Like you want a tip out of me? It's like, and you didn't give me like some over the top service and I'm not complaining yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm just saying, hey, I love this like super quick exchange, mm-hmm. but now it's like, oh, did you want a tip? And it's like, 
I think you mm. want a tip. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tipping. So, all right. So, always in the vehicle. Here's another thing that I have. Is my sound coming through to you? Oh, yeah. Loud and clear, my You friend. can hear me? Oh, yeah. All right. So, always <laughs> in the vehicle. I can't hear myself. Um, Go ahead. Okay, that was a rabbit trail on a rabbit trail. So let, let's get back to um, equipment and what you take. All right, so I brought in some of these extra sorts of things. So I got always in the vehicle kit. I have a battery jump starter. Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, so this is like the smallest version I've ever seen. Yeah, they used to be real big. You know, it's like the size of a yeah. briefcase or something, and you go yeah. and it's got big old knobs. This one looks more like a, a external power bank, right? Yeah. So I mean that thing is seven thousand joules. I think we my, talked about my this buddy in high school had a cell phone three times bigger than that when we were <laughs> <laughs> the brick phone. Yeah, so this is great. So this just has uh, detachable small uh, jumper cables. I'm not yeah. gonna plug it in because I don't have you don't, them protected. You don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> um, but you plug this in. So if I need, is this always gonna charge my vehicle from dead, extremely dead battery? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tested that. Have you never used it? I've used it. Oh, you have. Okay. And so it also, my buddy was telling me it has an override mode. So what it does is it's sensing the capacity level on your battery. It's pretty advanced. Love it. It, it wasn't super cheap, but it wasn't super expensive. It was maybe like eighty bucks. Okay. And it is sensing the battery load, uh, the capacity of your battery, and it's determining the precise amount so this is a uh noco noco genius boost 7000 hmm. and it can charge a couple of things like it might be able to charge a a, a cell phone it's got usb <coughs> excuse you covid it's got not funny <laughs> it's got usb out um and then it so i can jump start a vehicle so I also have ba- mm-hmm. jumper cables always in my vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, which is great if somebody's around. But as I, well as these. Yeah. Okay. Because jumper cables will work if I need to jump someone else oh. um, or if there's another vehicle around. But if I come off of a trailhead yeah. and I've been backpacking for three days and I got no juice, left mm. a dome light on or something, yeah. this is going to be what's going to help me yeah. because other people are around. So huh. that's not that okay. wasn't very expensive. This is just a good peace of mind thing. All right. So you got... Battery, so two ways to jumpstart a vehicle. Two ways to jumpstart a vehicle. All right, go. Uh, you might be familiar with flares, right? Uh-huh. You know what flares oh, are? Oh, sure. Used a bunch of them in the Use fire them? service. So these are... Oh, I have those. You have these too? Yeah. Yeah, so these could go on your vehicle. The batteries... So I'll be honest, though. They were in our rig for a while, and we got them out to use them, and we didn't have batteries in them. <laughs> okay, so see that one? Yeah. That one goes. So see how the rest of all these are, and they're not so working? So what he... Just for everybody that's not seeing this, these we'll are link, we'll these link are, these in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link them, and it's their rubberized round stacking magnetic um, LEDs, and so um, they have you. They have different settings where the lights flash, they chase each other, like go in a circle. So obviously, so here's what happened: only one of these works, right? Yeah. Because I used this one. Okay. These batteries are all swapped, so they're not leaking juice. So I have to go in and unscrew it and turn it swap a battery it's the same thing i do in my headlamps yeah you turn one backwards so yeah so that it doesn't accidentally get turned on like in a bag like i don't want to go backpacking and and get up where i'm going after six hours of hiking to find out in my bag my headlamp's been on so i swap one of the batteries so that's why these are not presently working but what do you call those what kind of like led electronic flares or something led yeah flares. but they just have a variety of flashing patterns and they can attach to your vehicle yeah um they're great one of the guys on our star team had these out when we were doing a mission up uh on mount hood mm-hmm. came around a hill you could see it clearly where the people were parked where we were supposed to go so i was like oh those are great yeah not very expensive love it i don't know what they're called but we'll link these up in i the think show i got those well. last christmas from my mom for uh for one of my presents Did you? You yeah. Have the same ones yeah yeah and the little orange bag mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, so cool. these are cool. They're better than flares. I mean, I like flares. Flares, flares are, are fun. <laughs> I just they're think fun. they're awesome. They're a neat little fire starter. Yeah. So, but They'll other than forever. that, once you go, you know, and then, they go, toast. then you're like, okay, well, the fun's over. Yeah. You know, I don't want to breathe the crappy, you know, fumes and yeah. whatnot. And they're toast. So, and then you get the incidents over, turn them off and on your way. They mm-hmm. won't work for another mm-hmm. day. So those are, those are in general... My sort of, oh, tire pressure gauge so this, would be another thing that's always in my vehicle. This is still stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We haven't even got to the winter stuff. We better get there. Do you want to move to winter? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, let me just Wait, say. One more thing. <laughs> a couple of things. Yeah. Um, where is it? Jacket, boots, 
toolbox okay and an obd scanner i don't even know onboard diagnostic scanner that you plug in because i have old cars i mean my my truck's a 97 my car's a 01 okay so here's why i like that let's say i'm far away and i get a check engine light that comes on i can instantly plug that in see what my diagnostic code is and do a little research and be like, oh, is this a major thing that I need to go to a shop or a garage mm. now and not drive? Okay. Or 90% of the time, sensor? it's an O2 sensor gotcha. and it's emissions related, okay. which is emissions related, which is like, oh, I can yep. turn yep. it off, get home, see if it comes back on. Deal yep. with it then, right? Because gotcha. I want to know, is this major or is this just minor? And most of the time when it's an O2 sensor or EVAP leak, it's like, the guy at the gas station put the cap on wrong. Exactly. So I have gotten in the habit of, I un- I take it off, I put it in my vehicle with my keys, and I put it back on, because wow. it's just one. Every less time barrier. you get fuel. Every time I get fuel, we'll talk about all the stuff I do when I get fuel in a minute. So winter oh. related. <laughs> so come about November, I just put my chains in my rig. No, uh-huh. they're in there. So winter. Okay. So this that is then all-time. then if it comes. And it's a, a, a storm or I need to go somewhere, I don't need to run around and pack all this stuff up. So chains are in the rig, shovels in the box, cat litter. I haven't put in cat litter this year because I just had forgotten about it, but cat litter is in there. Um, and then I have some I have some recovery gear. Where'd my bag go? Let's see. You're so taking you, you, notes over there. So oh, I, got I am. I'm writing everything down. Set of gloves. So far, I've got... Uh, all time gloves, flashlight, food and water, blankets, ba- blank checks too, battery, jump start, jumper cables, LED flares, magnetic, and then some other stuff. And then for winter, <laughs> I just put for I summarized your last Perfect. point. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm, uh, sh- I'm sure the listener was taking notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> winter time, chain shovel cat litter. Okay, awesome. This is really helpful. Um. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. You brought another bag. All right. So I got gloves there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. More gloves. These are more gloves. Yeah. Because you a, already have gloves. I already, already. have gloves. But oh, this gloves a second are just pair of gloves. More um, gloves. Toe strap. Toe strap. Got a toe strap. You guys, I get to see this in real life. We're gonna take a picture of this mess. Toe strap. Yeah. Love it. Um. Oh my gosh! You don't have this. It, I. You know. <laughs> I don't. Um. So this so is, recover, goes in your hitch receiver. recovery shackle. Re- so it goes into my called that. Goes into my <laughs> toe hitch. But I also have them on my 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 car. Uh, regularly. I think recovery shackle sounds like one of a twelve step program steps. It could be. Yeah. So this is nice because then if I'm if somebody's in the ditch and it's yeah. snowy. Here I am. I got ah. a truck. I can put this into the hitch. I got my strap. Pull them gotcha. Out, yank them out. Gotcha. Recovery yeah. shackle. Not always for myself, but for others. Okay. Okay. So these, wow, you are the guy that we need on the side of the road. Yeah. So, okay, so there's a couple of things. I'll, I'll put those away in a second. Okay, okay. Do you need you me to help you? These are, no, they're fine. They're good. Oh, they're out of the way. We don't have any coffee over there, so I'm not at <laughs> risk of it spilling. Uh, what is that? What do you think this is? So you got it. It looks, to, okay. This I mean, first, looks of all, like, first of all, I like the bag. At first, I thought it was a little cooler bag with your for your lunch. <laughs> it, looks, it does look <laughs> like a lunch bag. <laughs> it, but then when you opened, I saw what looked like a battery adna or node or whatever those are called. What is, what is this thing? What is this? An air compressor? I got an air compressor. That hooks up to your battery or probably, I'm going to guess, a cigarette lighter or something yeah, like that. I think it's primarily it's in the battery one. I just got this for Christmas. I've been wanting to get one for a long time. Onboard air is expensive, <laughs> uh, but I wanted one that I could plug in and I could, I could wow. inflate a tire. I might need to borrow that. Yeah, you can borrow because you have the compressor here at the house, right? Yeah, I have got it all here. So here's another thing I can use this for. I can use this at the house. I can I check my tire pressure quite frequently. Again, uh, vehicles are old. I don't have the little light that comes on. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, those low. are those drive me nuts because they get they TP malfunction MS a lot. or TP tire, uh, tire pressure, pressure sen- sensor. sensor. I think it's TPS. Yeah. And they're expensive. You know, if it goes out, racket. you got to buy it. It's a racket. Oh, Are they always accurate? Sometimes it comes on, then it goes off. They're so temperature I sensor. manually check my tire pressure 
before I go on major trips or each time I get gas. Okay. So each time I get gas, I'm checking my oil. So that means you also have a tire pressure gauge in the all the time. Tire pressure gauge in there all the time, yeah. So when I get fuel with an older vehicle, I would much rather preventatively notice an issue that I'm having. So I'm doing a couple of things. So when I get fuel, I'm checking my oil. I'm visually expect, inspecting for any fluid loss, right? Just kind of mm-hmm. looking around to see, mm-hmm. do, like, do things look like they're pretty topped up? Mm-hmm. Um, checking tire pressure. And then I manually calculate my mileage each time I get gas. I do the same thing. Yeah, and I do that because I want to know, A, I want to know what's my mileage. Yeah. And if I'm consistent in my mileage, it indicates to me, like, all things are fairly, systems, running systems are going well. If I get a dramatic yeah. drop, I might need to look into something. I, you know why I do that? Because, and I don't have super new cars, but they have like, um, what do you call it? The thing that says how many miles are left. Yes, miles left, but it also has like your average and your and your current gas oh, mileage. Uh-huh. And I always check that to see if it's accurate. Hmm. <laughs> so is it fairly accurate? It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. So, but it like adjusts. So, like if you stomp on it, it says you're getting six miles per hour. And yes. If you're cruising, and you can set it to yes. <clears throat> to instant and w- an average. At okay. least on my pickup, yeah. you can. And so I always like how how accurate is that thing? You know. So anyway. Yeah. All right. So is that everything? Air compressor? No. So this is good. You <laughs> might need to you might need to air down if you're going into some snow or some rough terrain, right? Yeah. And then you can air back up. Yeah. Before you go. Okay. All right. You're reaching again here. What do you got? Oh, this looks. Oh, it's not too big. It's not that big. So these okay. these okay. are. Both two things that I got for Christmas. These okay. I should talk into the mic. Yeah, Mike. These are both two things that I got for Christmas that yeah. have been on my list for a long time. Okay. Um, so this one here. Uh, so we got like some sort of wrench. <laughs> some sort of uh, what in the world have you got here? So this is from ARB Recovery. ARB Recovery. Okay. Speedy seal puncture and oh my god! So this is a puncture repair kit. So if I if I get a flat tire in the middle of nowhere, I can fix it. I don't carry uh, full size spares, and oh. since my tires are not stock, since my vehicles are not stock tires and with the lifts, um, I'm not going to be able to just grab my spare tire. Oh my! You have like okay, that's gonna I'm gonna call this Les Schwab in a box. Les Schwab in a box, perfect. Yeah, um, so this was something that we did a training on a while back in Search and Rescue, and I thought, that, that's awesome. That's a good tool to have. And if I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere, yeah, I want to be able to get myself home. Yeah, I don't want it to be a massive inconvenience of, if I'm 12 miles down a forest road, what am I going to do? And my phone doesn't work. You know, am I gonna, I'm going to yeah. probably catch a lift from somebody heading in, and then i got to figure something out. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to avoid this six-hour delay. Yeah. An inconvenience, which could potentially turn even worse, you know. Yeah. We oftentimes will see, especially with people these days not knowing where they're going or how to get there or how to read a map, mm-hmm. right? People dependent upon, like, Google Maps. Yeah. And it says, take this route. Right. Well, that may work in the summer, yeah. but that's not going to work in the winter. Well, we've that's, seen, yeah. We've seen people die from that. Sure. People yeah. get stuck. So I'm just trying to avoid that, you know, the best I can, which give me a little bit more tools. Mm-hmm. And so i got to fight and shot should something happen. Dang, dude. So have you ever used this ARB flat repair thing? I haven't used this one. Uh-uh. I just got it. Uh, so I guess when you do, you got to just like run everywhere because that's what Les Schwab does. I do, yeah. When they're and fixing your tire, they run. Uh, yeah, and there. I'll be eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah. No, you won't because you're running. Your passenger, passenger will be eating okay. popcorn like annoyed that they're not getting The people that are waiting over at the, the yeah. picnic table can yeah. have some popcorn. It smells like rubbers and like tires. <laughs> just ugh. <laughs> coffee and popcorn yeah and like how much is this gonna cost me? oh you it's know? always a lot <laughs> but this is good this gives <laughs> me a awesome. fight and shot so this too also the air compressor and compress air compressor. compressor yeah i figure this is only gonna take you know it's it costs a lot to use one of those air compressors at the gas station it's like a dollar right <laughs> And so this is You'd only going to take me like a hundred times of checking and filling my my fuel pressure or my air pressure mm-hmm. in my tires, because keeping adequate air pressure in your in your tires and rotating your tires mm-hmm. is extending the life of your tires. So all of these things are going to get me more mileage for the vehicle for the tires. Yes, cost me less in the long run. You know, if somebody just throws on tires, doesn't rotate them. You yeah. go through your life and you wear out pretty quickly. Yeah. So yeah. All right. 
Wow. So I got two more quick things, okay? Okay. Good. I'm hanging. It's, this is long. If, thank you for this, hanging if you're here. If you're here, <laughs> this is you, must go, you, must, you must go deep if you're here because you <laughs> want to be prepared. So I appreciate that. So at every fill-up, I, I mentioned this, check oil, manual, all of that. So then winter drive, I got a couple of, this isn't camp tips with Aaron, so there's no jingle. Oh. But just winter driving, um, things that have worked well for me, you know, and I encourage others to do, is practice. Oh, right. right. I yeah, don't want to yeah, go yeah. out and I don't want to learn how to drive when I'm white knuckling it in uh-huh. adverse conditions. Yes. Right. If it snows, go down to a parking lot, kind of get to know your vehicle, the way it responds. Uh-huh. Um, I'm constantly yeah. testing road conditions as I go. And I, if I'm in areas. Yep. Me too. Where um, I don't know what they are. Like mm-hmm. I'm checking here Break when I have check. plenty of space yep. as opposed to finding out yep. when I'm in a corner and all of a sudden all the cars are stopped. I do, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, perfect. So practice. Do a brake check on a straight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> straight away. Because you don't want to be doing two things at the same time. You don't no. want to be braking or accelerating when you're turning your vehicle. When you're turning, Only yeah. when you're straight. Yeah. And I learned this through when I, when I got my license. Uh, one of the things that I got for Christmas was a winter driving class out at Portland International yeah. Raceway. Mm-hmm. They have these uh, vehicles mm-hmm. that are on basically like training wheels, yeah. and they can lift the pressure off of your primary tires, and the weight becomes on the uh, little training wheels that yeah. go off each wheel. Yeah. And then you go out there, and you get to practice, and you have these people that teach you what to do in a safe environment. Yeah, like counter-steering and a drift and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Hmm, that's cool. So I, I did know. that. So you know, Wow. Practice. And I, then it, it's developed in me. I love driving in so, snow and gravel and all that stuff here's my here's my big question to land the plane in this mm. whole thing because i'm listening to, i'm listening to you tell me all this stuff yeah and like going wow you are um you, you're like worried about a lot you know and like you you know you can misunderstand the reason behind yeah. what you're doing and because even when we were prepping for this episode you know i asked you some questions i'm like what hold on a minute this doesn't make any sense like you know, for me, I actually enjoy going places a little bit unprepared. Um, and you, your reaction was not, you were like, huh, how mm, do you, how mm. do you do that? Yeah. But why, why do you do this? Like, cause you say a lot of things and like, oh, I want to be able to help people on this and that. But I'm like, but what's the reason you carry all this stuff? What's I want to be route? safe and comfortable so that I can continue with my plan yeah. of where I want to go. Or not have to make the call of like, should I turn around because I'm not prepared? Uh-huh. So it gives me a sense of comfort to know that I have tools and a little bit of margin should something go wrong. Is something going to go wrong most of the time? Hopefully right. not. You know, right? Stuff doesn't stuff doesn't go wrong all the time, but it allows me to enjoy that experience fully, knowing that you know I got it. If we get an issue here, we got it. I'd just much rather be prepared. And it to me, yeah. it comes at a minimal expense of equipment and time and planning mm-hmm. that I'd rather have the stuff and then be able to go do the thing. Not with that mm-hmm. sense of like, oh, if something goes wrong here, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. It's like, if something goes wrong, we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting when that that perspective, I mean, it makes perfect sense that you uh, do search and rescue. Yeah. Because... You know, it's not because you you don't do this because you want to go and he, and and be the hero and rescue somebody. Yeah, you you do want to help, but it's like it's just a piece of who you are. You're looking mm-hmm. out for people and yourself in the process mm-hmm. all the time. It's for better or worse. For better or I know, <laughs> and that's it's so interesting where these kinds of things can really come from a from a core piece of who we are. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, I just want to be the guy that's prepared. It's it's much deeper. Than yeah, that. I don't want to be the guy who's posting all the the stuff on Instagram about all my recovery equipment or yeah. where I go. Right. You know, but I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to do it safely. Mm-hmm. And if I encounter others that need assistance, I want to be prepared to help them. Yeah. It's why when I found uh, when I was looking to enhance my skill set for wilderness and backcountry areas and feel safer and more comfortable whether I'm fishing or camping. Mm-hmm. Um, backpacking i found search and rescue and what i found there was a perfect confluence of uh, a group of people that uh, a community that are uh, interested in the same sorts of things mm-hmm. personal development of a skill set mm-hmm. and then a, a core fundamental purpose is to help and serve others and it was like oh this wraps it all together yeah and so i think uh there is probably something to that that it is it comes from a core value of 
being able to serve people when that need arises and mm-hmm. being prepared. That that looks like this in this mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. It also looks like a whole lot of other things in in emotional or mental or yeah. everyday life, right? Like I've totally. taken mental mental health first aid classes. Like I want to be able to help mm-hmm. my friends or the person who calls in in dire situation in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that takes cultivation and preparation. There mm-hmm. also applies to this stuff. So Man. it's first and foremost for me because. If you don't, it's like the airplane thing. You know, yeah. you put your oxygen tank on yourself first, and then yeah. you help others. Yeah. You know, it's primarily for me um, to be prepared and uh, mentally and physically ready to help other people. Yeah, and then it extends out from there. So, hmm. man, thanks, thanks for sharing because that's that's uh, my brain does not go to these places. I mean, I <laughs> I got a few things on this list, but but this is and just hearing the why behind it, I think helps uh, understand a little bit better too. So, yeah. appreciate it. That's awesome. For sure. So, uh, yeah, we won't we won't talk about this nerd nerdy stuff every week, but you know, um, <laughs> you know, but it's good. I, like we're in the in the preparation, we we're like, well, okay, how do we approach this? And I think it is important. Um, and you know, there's there's practical information. There's also kind of some emotional stuff that comes back mm-hmm. into it as well. And so, anyway, no, I like it. It's cool. Good. Let me say one other thing about our topics. Sure. We are going to be doing soliciting some listener feedback. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a little listener survey that we just like. If you're listening to this and you make it through some episodes or you like us, we'd like to know what you like about us. Mm-hmm. You know, not us personally, but like, what are we, <laughs> what are we, feel free to include that. What are we, what are we talking about that's valuable? Do you like this because we laugh and it's enjoyment right. and you have a good time and it, it's a distraction from life? We want that too. Mm-hmm. But also are there sp- certain topics, uh, we talk about fishing a lot. We talk about the outdoors. We talk about preparation and safety. Yeah. Are there things that you want to learn about? Are there topics that you enjoy? Are there other times where you just turn it off? So look for that on mm-hmm. social media. We'll be doing a contest giveaway. All you got to do is give us a little bit of opinion and feedback, and mm-hmm. you get a chance to win some outdoor some packs stiff. and some prizes. Yeah. Yeah, we got some stuff coming, so pay attention. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, Chad, I just want to thank you for, once again, just being awesome. You're so great. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Breaking Camp Podcast. And like Aaron just said, if you enjoy what you're hearing, would you just share it uh, with your friends? Um, Subscribe if you haven't. Did you see? we We got a big share the other day. We did. Did you see that? I don't know if I did. Yeah, our uh, buddy Michael. Oh, I did. Shared see that. it up on Facebook and Instagram. I did. That okay, that's rad. yeah. I I commented back. Yeah, thank you, Michael, for for doing that. That is super nice. So so he listens. He enjoys. You know, mm-hmm. I'd love mm-hmm. for him to fill out the survey. Like, what do you want to hear us talk about? Totally. What more? Less? Uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Share the show if you like it. Awesome. All right, you guys. Uh, go ahead and call us as well. 503-427-8743. Leave us a voicemail. Most importantly, <laughs> do it hey, for Aaron. Do yeah, it for please, Aaron. Just Aaron please. really if, wants a yes, voice. Just so maybe if if you call, we'll stop talking about it. But most importantly, Bryce, what what are, what are we going to do? What should they do? We want you to get out there and have some fun. Mm-hmm.